Welcome to the Halloween Haunt, where you'll learn about horrible happenings, hideous Halloween history and traditions, and listen to appalling poems and unspeakable stories. And now, my gruesome guest, here is the loathsome lover of all things awful, the Halloween Haunter. <laughs> In otherwise quiet Adams, Tennessee, there's a local legend that's around 200 years old. The Bell Witch and the Bell Witch King. Bell, in this case, is the Bell family, led by John Bell, who moved from North Carolina to northern Robertson County, Tennessee, in 1804. They had a 320-acre farm along the Red River and had a nice early 19th century life. For more than a decade. Until late summer 1817, first strange looking animals started showing up. Then something knocked on the doors and outside walls of the house. It sounded like chains were being dragged along the floors, stones dropping on the floors, an invisible rat gnawing on the bedposts, sounds of someone gulping and choking. Scary, right? Well, these church-going folks didn't tell anyone about this for more than a year. But it continued, and James Johnson and his wife spent several nights there and witnessed for themselves. Word spread, and lots of people came to see what the fuss was about. It's too bad they didn't think of charging admission at that point. Perhaps all this attention gave whatever it was power because it was soon able to speak. It gave different identities. The one that stuck, though, was the witch of Kate Batts, a neighbor who died. I've never heard of real people having their own witch. She became known as the Bell's Witch. I'm sure that thrilled the Bells. What was Kate the Bell's Witch doing there? causing all kinds of trouble. Well, she was there to kill John Bell. Apparently they'd had business disagreements while she was alive. Also, she didn't want John's youngest daughter, Betsy, to marry neighbor Joshua Gardner. I don't know why. Betsy got some of the worst from Kate, having her hair pulled, pinched, scratched, stuck with pins. She was even beaten. John, in the meantime, felt his throat swelling, his face muscles twitched and jerked, and Kate would cast nasty curses. And her influence spread around the county, with various citizens experiencing a variety of poltergeist activity. After about three years of this torture, goal number one was achieved. John Bell died on December 20th, 1820. It seems the witch poisoned him and she took full credit. The following March, Betsy broke off her engagement with Joshua. So, mission accomplished, Kate said goodbye, but not for good. She promised to return in seven years. I don't know why. She supposedly did return and had long conversations with John Jr. about all kinds of things. She said she had a reason for killing Dad but didn't say what it was. Kate then said she'd return in 107 years. That would have been 1935. Locals at the time apparently didn't notice her. 
because not much was said. But there have been various reports during those 107 years, and the succeeding ones, between 1935 and now. John Bell's farm continued to be a popular destination for ghost aficionados over the course of the 19th century. It was a big century for ghosts and ghost hunting. The original house was torn down sometime in the 1800s, which was an average lifespan for a house. Which brings us to the cave. The Bell Witch Cave is a tourist destination. It's a cave near the farm, on property once owned by the Bells. The legend is that when, or if, Kate departed, she went either into or through the cave to another, I don't know, dimension? There is one story that when Betsy and some friends were exploring in the cave, a boy crawled into a hole and got stuck. Someone cried, I'll get him out, and the boy felt hands grasp his feet and he was pulled out, but it wasn't by his friends. It was by the invisible witch. She then lectured the young'uns about being reckless. The explorable cave is about 500 feet, and as I said, tours are given, and there are a number of reports of unexplained phenomena there. A previous owner, Bill Eden, showed people around, although he didn't try to make money. He was a farmer as well. He once saw a woman swear she was being held down by a great weight when nothing was there. He said he heard footsteps in there all the time, and once he saw something that looked like a person made of fog or snow, just drifting along. The current owners spruced up the area around the cave for tourists, adding lights, improving the path to the cave. Of course, they've experienced things too, as owners of a haunted location would. They have a dog, which sometimes raises its hackles for unexplained reasons, and growls and bares her teeth. And then she might whine and tuck her tail between her legs, like something has chastised her. Once the tour guide's flashlight went out, followed by the video camera of one of the tourists, it was very dark. So it seems the Bell Witch has mellowed somewhat. Some scary stuff, but not as threatening. As long as you don't take anything away. There are stories of things happening to people who took stones and things. There is also an ancient Indian burial ground nearby, and terrible things are said to have happened to trespassers who took relics. So if you decide to go, please don't take anything with you. The Bell Witch Cave is not too difficult to find. In Adams, Tennessee, just turn right after the Bell School and take Keysburg Road until you see the sign for the cave. How homey, huh? They'll charge for a tour of the cave, and again for a tour of a replica of the cabin the Bell family lived in. I don't know how accurate it actually is. Go in October, and you can enjoy a variety of tours and haunted hayrides for the season. Tell them the Halloween Haunter sent you. Do you have a haunted or otherwise scary location you'd like me to talk about? Go to thehalloweenhaunt.com and tell me.